Dean, this week, weekend actually, we hit a tremendous milestone yeah. for the podcast. That's true. 500 subscribers. And uh, obviously, we're incredibly humble. You know, we're incredibly humble. And I mean, we didn't make a big deal about it, but it's it's definitely, it's definitely, it was a really cool thing, especially since we did it live on stream. Yeah, Mario was like, hey guys, congrats. And we were like, what? Yeah, we, we, had, we hadn't even noticed. Like, what is that about? Yeah, that's how humble we are. So, so <laughs> humble. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. You've got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought in a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Joey Lockman, your tiller car. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash collecting weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us as we can collecting. That's right. We want to take a second to thank our friends over at Water Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode. Dean, we have a jam packed show. DC Fandom was this weekend and. Uh, they put out some fantastic uh, content for us to digest, to talk about. Bangers. Dude, it was like a heavyweight boxing fight. It was like Dude. fucking haymaker, yeah. haymaker, haymaker. Yeah. Shit was... Uh, it came out fucking swinging, man, which is... I mean, honestly, for DC, it's good to see. Yeah, they've been kind of getting their shit wrecked by Marvel for the past few years. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. We have Mario Cortez in the chat, Jason Nelson, Danny Lee... Uh, Sean Yahtzee, a few other people trickling in. Before we get started with the news, though, Dean, it is time for the world's favorite podcast segment. Yeah, are you ready? Yes. It's new this week. Nailed Damn, it. that's crispy. Nailed it. Did you guys see that shit? I almost want to do it one more time. Can we do it one more time, Dean? Yeah, this, yeah, this for it. the, for the people at home. Yeah, you guys ready? Yeah. It's new this week. Beautiful. Certified big PP right there. Yep. That was awesome. Anyways, what'd you get into this week, Dean? Uh absolutely nothing. Um short show. I <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to get my officer K from me, um, from Lord Greg. Shout out Greg, but uh it, it just hit Chicago today. Uh oh. So I probably won't get it for another few days, depending on how long it sits there. That uh, is true. Could be could be one day, could be thirty. Yeah, I call it uh custom yeah. roulette. Yeah, so after I get that, there's there's some other stuff I want to buy, but I'm still kind of trying to find a good deal. So, what are you trying to buy? I really want to buy. It's he doesn't have a name, but it's Ryan Gosling's character from the movie Drive. It's Baby. No, it's not. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna confuse people. That's what they call him. Uh, no, they Baby don't. Driver. That's not the same movie. I'm pretty sure it is. I've seen the movie like 20 times. I'm talking about this. Okay, well. 
you're going to make a joke of it, you can move on. I'm not making a joke. I just want to know what you're I, looking for. Let the people I, in the world know what I'm company. To, and you're confusing them. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll pre-quit the. I'll preemptively quit the show because. Thank you. It'd probably flow a lot better. Anyway, I'm looking for a six-scale Ryan Gosling figure for the movie Drive. There's two companies I made on BBK and uh, Redmond Toys. Yes. But I can't find one at a decent price or here in the country, and I'm like kind of hesitant to order from Hong Kong, China, China. Mm-hmm. Uh, the country's huge, tremendous. Um, but yeah, I can't. Uh, I've been and I watched a movie yesterday, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I really want to order it, but uh-huh. putting out the bad signal. If you have one, a lead on one, let me know. I already know there's one on eBay. Don't at me. Mario says it's a different movie. Uh, Sean says that's a record, not Baby Driver. Two minutes first quit on the show. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Doing it, doing it big time, guys. Yeah. Our friends over at Six Girl Scavengers took it to the next level. So we're taking it to the next level. I'm talking yeah. 10 quits today. Yeah, Zach's going to quit next week before the opening. Yeah, before the show, <laughs> between this week and next week. Uh, <laughs> I had an interesting week. Uh, honestly, I know, Dean, we've talked uh, a little bit of crap about NECA you know, in, in our past. Right. And um, <laughs> yeah, I I've just been so impressed though with almost everything that I've gotten from them. Uh, and this week is uh, no less. So I picked up the uh, Caesar from planet of the apes, uh, Dawn of the planet of the apes nice. and uh, Maurice. I talked about Maurice on after dark, but it's a fantastic figure. And this Caesar we'll talk about uh, during uh, the joy of hobbing because I did modify it just a little bit. But man, these are really nice figures. Um, you know, I, I was a little hesitant on the the Caesar because it was on eBay. It was really cheap, and I've bought NECA KOs in the past. And on those, I knew that they were KO when I ordered them. This one, the seller claimed that these were case fresh. And I mean, by all indications, I think this is a genuine uh, NECA product. Um, I also picked up from NECA a little bit of an older piece, but the Blade Runner two thousand forty nine uh, K spinner. A little expensive. I think I was paying like secondary market prices on that one. Uh, I remember it being like $20 at one point. Now it's a $30 uh, uh, piece. It's die cast metal with plastic. The paintwork is really good. I don't think I'll ever ever own a six scale case spinner to go along with the uh, Super Mad Toys. And so this fills a nice little niche in the collection. I got the uh, K, the Blu-ray, and I got that sitting on a, a acrylic riser. And then I have the spinner below. I think it's a nice little display. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's it. I feel like it really completed that shelf for now. Uh, other than that, I don't have anything at the moment. I did order one thing, but uh, it's from Mercari, and the guy has like three days to ship it. So I'm not sure if it'll be in by next show, but if it is, uh, we will talk about it. But uh, yeah, I think next week I have a bunch, I should have a bunch of stuff. Uh huh. But yeah, the past two weeks I've either ordered something that's not here, or I just haven't gotten anything. Yeah, let's get into the news. Now, there was not a lot of toy news this week, but we are collecting weekly, so we're going to be here regardless. Uh, but we did get a price on Mysterio's drones. They are 105 releasing Q1 2021. I think that's a pretty good price. I think we were estimating they would be like Q1 2022 and come in right at $100. So $5 cheaper and uh, they are coming out almost a full year early, which makes a lot of sense because they're already making these uh, with Spider-Man. So 
Um, I think they look great. I, I feel like the third-party drones were about that price already, and then also the secondary market for the homemade suit drone was pretty much at that point already for just one drone yeah. uh, to get one big and two small for that price. So I think it's pretty good. What do you think? Dude, you know what would have really would have made this set fucking sweet? What? Kind of exactly what we're looking at. Like a, a big drone and a couple of small drones and then uh, like a clear background with drones printed on it. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been sweet. Um I mean, again, I think two big drones would have been way cooler. Uh-huh. Because, um, I don't know, like, the two small ones, like, you're, you're, it's just forced perspective. Yeah. So, like, on the shelf, I feel like it's going to look goofy. Maybe in, like, a photo you can make it work, but I don't know. Like, it's, it's an easy pass, but I guess the price is okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, like... You know, they could have made this $150 set, right? you know, because Wicked, I mean, Wicked's pretty small and that was like a $180 figure. And I mean, I feel yeah. like this drone is, I mean, it's big enough to put the Spider-Man figure on top of it. You know, right. 105, I, I think that's not a bad price. It's Hot Toys quality paintwork, uh, Hot Toys quality assembly. And, you know, you're getting three drones. I, I still think that the clear rod looks a little cheap that it comes with. Yeah. Uh but you know, all things considered, I don't think that it is too bad. Now Hot Toys did have uh the one to one scale baby Yoda on display. Uh these pictures are from Toy People News and the seam was ridiculous. Now uh they did have this on display. Uh this is a further picture. Uh, same same from the same day but a little bit further back. You can see that seam is quite noticeable. Uh they did go back in and adjust the clothing and also push the ears closer to the head. Oh. Um but still, I mean I feel like this figure, this is the the second time it's been shown like in a big place like this. Mm. And uh, the first time was secret base. And I mean, the picture from secret base from day one looked awful. And then we get this picture, which in my opinion, even without the seam, something about it just looks weird. Like the sideshow <laughs> one has that cute grin. Like, I don't know, Jason Nelson. I think he said it really accurately. It's just, I feel like I've been kind of spoiled uh, by the cuter, the less accurate Mattel baby yoda the child yeah and, uh, the, the color seems off to me it seems a little like too... this is like an aqua like an aqua green yeah which is like that's not what color he is at all i think dude honestly i think the mattel one knocked it out of the park yeah um, something about this doesn't look right now the sideshow one i think it looks fantastic though that is comparing a statue to a figure uh, but I think, you know, if you're someone setting up this booth, like there was other figures on displayed, all posed super nice. Like there's like some very impressive posing going on at this display for them to kind of phone it in on this uh, figure. I don't know, man. I think it's kind of kind of who's, a bummer. Whose booth was it? This was Hot Toys' booth at this. Their own booth. So Yeah. Like, I don't know. If, I mean, it, it, there was like 30 Hot Toys on display. But I mean, I feel like the Baby Yoda—they're kind of marketing but it, this. But it wasn't like, like a, it wasn't Sideshow's booth, and they were showing Hot Toys. It was Hot Toys. No, no, booth. this was this was in this was overseas. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this was actually um, Hot Toys. Um, you know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna go through all that effort to pose every single figure like super nice, and then you phone it that. in, and you don't plug in the ears, and the first impression people get after months is this. 
right here. I mean, it seems wild. Not only know? that, but arguably one of the biggest releases of the last, like since Star Wars got reissued or uh, like revitalized, re- revitalized, like one of the hottest characters. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, why would you half ass this thing? That, that does seem really odd, but I mean, but not only that, like, I mean, and, and this isn't to like throw any shade, but like most collectors like will display a figure and they won't really futz it as much as I think it should be. Like they'll take it out of the box and display it. And you know, they might have 50 figures and that, you know, lack of futzing uh, will kind of get lost in the collection. But I mean, this is really um, at the size, the scale and the price, like this is going to be a show piece like it's going to be a focal point of someone's collection uh the fact that their own employees uh set this up really half-assed with that much seam uh leads me to believe like down the road when you see these in people's collections you're gonna have you're gonna see a lot of that gappage going on uh obviously the gap is there because it does have interchangeable ears uh i i really feel like they should have you know at that price point uh given us a whole separate head rather than you know, just swap out ears. Uh, Jason says, I agree. This is one of the biggest releases announced for sure, but it's going to draw a lot of scrutiny. Uh, I definitely agree, especially since, I mean, and again, this is just pre-order based, but Sideshow seems to have knocked it out of the park with their figure at their virtual con and uh, the fact that they went and got Legacy Studios to assist in the production. So uh, obviously it's a little too soon to say which is better and they did fix it for the next day. I almost day. thought these were photoshopped later in the day. Cause I was, cause I remember thinking like, man, that gap is fucking terrible. And then somebody posted these, and I was like, did they go back and edit these photos? I didn't realize that they actually went in and like, yeah, this we got these photos from uh, Zachary Venable, but they did actually adjust the clothing and then also fix the gap. So, uh, Kev says the Hasbro's mechanical one on order, only fifty to sixty credits. Yeah, it's definitely a good looking piece. Uh, up next, we did get final box art for Bulma's Capsule 9 bike. Hey, this hey. is coming out the first two weeks of September. I think the release date is September 12th overseas. Uh, so you're definitely going to see more photos of this coming soon on our show. We do have uh, the Goku statue, which is something that Dean called uh, back when we first talked about this. And uh, this is definitely coming out here in the next few weeks. Uh, Masterpiece Starscream, we did touch on some uh, teasers and uh, these photos here are blowing up the Transformers groups. These are quote-unquote confidential photos of the Starscream version 2.0. Uh, by the looks of this, I mean, this looks pretty fucking sick, honestly. Uh, I will say I do still enjoy the look of Make Toys Meteor, but uh, I'll definitely have to check this one out when it comes out. You can see there's some different articulation tests. It seems to pose pretty well. Uh, and, I mean, it just really depends on what looks better, but uh, at this point, the Make Toys Meteor... Uh, is the best Starscream out there for G1 styling. Uh, and it'll just depend on, on how this one looks. But what do you think about this, Dean? Uh, I think it looks great. Um, again, I'm not a big Transformers guy. Yeah. Um, if I were to have a Transformer in my collection, it'd either be Optimus or Starscream. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see myself owning something like this. Yeah, price point's going to be a big determining factor for me. The MP44 came in at like 450 bucks, so uh, this thing would have to be like less than 
150 for me to really consider it, and then less than 200 for it to even be a possibility. Danny Lee says this is going to be 275 or 300. Ah, fuck. Danny's probably right. He has a better uh, handle of these things. Kev says, uh, definitely like to see some artists redo Mechanical Baby Yoda and custom up when he gets released. I've seen one artist, uh, Raymond, uh, I'm forgetting his last name, but he did a custom uh, touch-up on the Mattel Baby Yoda and just kind of added some pigmentation to the skin. I thought it looked fantastic. He also added a little bit of hair. Uh, I definitely don't think... Uh, I mean, I, I've considered to do it, but... I'm too lazy, man. We got too much shit on our plate. I don't have time to be messing with pastels and this and that. And now we're getting into other hobbies. It's a nightmare, dude. Uh, the Mark 47 diecast Iron Man has been re-released. Uh, Justin's collection does have a review on this. I thought it was a great review. Uh, the red, it's interesting to notice that the red on this figure is different than the first version's red. And also the paint apps are at that 2020 Hot Toys quality. Uh, I mean, which is a very subtle difference, but, uh, you know, not to be ignored. Uh, the base has very subtle differences as well. So this is a reissue comes with everything. The first one came with, but there are some minor improvements. Um, Dean, you have been messing with your homecoming Spider-Man lately. Is the Mark 47, anything that's on your radar at all? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I have, and still, hate this suit the 47 yeah i don't like the color scheme at all it like i don't know what it is about it i cannot stand it um i'm sure. i feel like i could be wrong but i feel like this one came out pretty quick like i don't recall it being that long ago that we talked about this right up for solicitation and also why like did i miss a reason why this got reissued uh this one I mean, they never said like, oh, it's because of blank, blank, blank. But at the time that this one was announced for a reissue, uh, this one was going for like a thousand dollars, you know, seven fifty to a thousand easy. Um, you know, since then, obviously, it you know, it's pretty much retail. Uh, but yeah, this this was one of those, and I think Mark Five might be getting that treatment next time. Uh, because the Mark V goes for quite a bit as well. We've already seen the Mark V in the Whiplash uh, Summer Convention photos. So. I'll then them to redo the 46. That's all I want. Dude, if they redo the 46, that'd be fucking dope. I don't know if I would buy it, but that just means there's more out there for me to or, pick up. I'm sorry. The Wait, which one is this? This is the 47? 47. So yeah. the 46 is a Civil War suit. That's all I want. That's all I want. The 46. Dude, I really want a tech suit so bad. The Spider-Man. I'm, I'm so bummed that I missed that one from gear uh, rumored to be released. Now this is uh, obviously a rumor mill, uh, but the person that rumored this to be released last week was correct. Uh, they have rumored that the incinerator stormtrooper and Alita will be uh, releasing uh, this week in Hong Kong. So again, it's a rumor. We're not hundred percent sure just yet, uh, but it will be interesting to see if that prediction is accurate. Um, oh. Considering the fucking stormtroopers has a repaint and a new backpack, it better be fucking releasing. You know, yeah. have those fucking parts laying in bins. Yeah, uh, Alita is a seems to be a completely new figure though. So yeah, not that, the, I think the base may be reused. I believe from Battling Cap, but yeah. everything else is obviously a brand new everything. Uh, yeah, dude. If I I kind of want this figure, but I don't know, man. Like honestly, I have not seen this movie yet. It's a cool movie. I, I, I own the movie. I just haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, you do own the movie. I saw it in your video. Hey, 
Did you log out yet? I think I did. I'll have to look. Maybe Check. I'll watch this before I log out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I really want to see this movie. Uh, Scott says, I wish they would reissue the 46. Yeah, the 46 seems to be uh, that and the 5 seem to be what everyone wants them to re-release. Um, and along with the 45, that one's been getting a lot of love lately. 45 is a great suit. I had that suit for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, for me personally, like it just doesn't do anything. Um, the the it, figure itself or the suit in the movie? The suit in the movie, and then the figure itself also came with little to no accessories. Uh-huh. Like uh, a switch out plate in the chest, and I think some forearm bits, and that was it. And I was like, I don't know, I want a little more from my Iron Man figures. Um Scott says I thought Alita was delayed, so the delay emails that we always reference in the show are related to Sideshow's release schedule. So it is possible for a figure to be delayed at Sideshow, but also still to be released, you know, next week in, in Hong Kong. Just because it's released in Hong Kong, it still will take, you know, one to two, maybe even three months to get to the States. So um, the Alita, though, is just a rumor. And uh, because this person had been right several weeks in a row, we thought we'd run with the rumor. But uh, it is rumored. It could be delayed down the line. But the delay emails basically just mean that it is uh, delayed from Sideshow's original estimate. So I think I think the original estimate was like August to September, and I believe it was pushed to October to November. So that would still line up with that one to two month lead time. Uh, uh, movers and shakers, Dean. The... Talking about Alita, but oh, okay, go ahead. Let's talk about Alita. <laughs> well, uh, Jason said that uh, he thinks this figure is going to be hot down the road. Like people are going to pass on it, and then it's just going to. I have to agree. I don't think it's one that I've seen many people pre-order. Uh, same. I will say this though: this movie did crazy good in the box office, uh-huh. really well. Um, and that movie—I mean, not to spoil anything—but it doesn't have an ending, so they're gonna make a sequel. Um, it doesn't have an ending in the sense that they leave it open for a sequel, or the story's not over. Okay. Um. So, I mean. They could, I mean, let's just say this figure doesn't do well, and Hot Toys is like, well, fuck it, we're not making this character again. It might be the only Alita people get. This is could be the only Alita that they get, or they make another one down the road. Um, I mean, it, it, it could literally go either way. Can you give me a non-spoiler description of the plot of Alita? Um, to pr- like, I just bought it because I wanted us to watch it, like, at my house, but then COVID and all this other crap happened, so we never got around to it. But I mean, what is the basic plot of Alito? Uh, she doesn't remember who she is, and slowly throughout the story, um, she's starting to figure it out. And then as she's figuring it out, people are trying to stop her from figuring it out. And she battles, and she's an angel. <laughs> Voice. literally an angel but yeah she's a battle angel that's like what they're called i don't ancient i, I want i don't want to say a race because they're like machines but they're like uh-huh. a race of battle angels so she's not a human then no oh interesting sean says it should be next what was that i said i think she has like a brain but that's a Sean says it should be next week's movie review. I think we have one more movie in the ape series and then Alita should be the movie after that. I think that's a good. Oh, I had a movie after. Oh, okay. What was the movie that you wanted to do? After I the ape? To drive. Cause I'm hoping I own that figure by then. 
Yeah, I'm gonna learn about Baby Driver. That's perfect. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> you in the head, dude. No, don't do that. Right in the back of the skull, just. Oh man, it's not very nice. Uh, movers and Shakers, Dean. Um, <laughs> I think that the '89 and '92 Batman. I, we've talked about it a bit, but uh, now that this whole DC multiverse is coming together, yeah. I believe that these figures are going to be pretty hot, especially if you do see any glimpse of the suit in the film. Uh, Keaton, obviously a fan favorite Batman of Manny and many others, but also the Justice League figures. I think, you know, with the Schneider cut uh, being uh, the trailer being released and also, um, you know, the the hype that comes with that and then potentially the completion of this line with a black suit Superman and Cyborg. um, It sounds bad to say this, but I really hope Hot Toys doesn't re-release these figures. I feel like if you bought them like that value should be preserved for those people that believed in the lion. What do you think about that? Um, I guess, but I was about to buy the Superman. So, uh, I feel <laughs> maybe like, your opinions a bit jaded. Yeah. Um, but, um, not only that, because of this movie resurging, um, I'll get back to your point in a second, but Affleck Batman is also coming back for the flash movie. So movers, yeah. Acres Batman as well. Yep. Um, you see all three versions of the bat suit in justice league. So for hot toys to reissue any of these figures, I think would be cool. Um, especially the Batman because those, his prices are insane sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what it is specifically about Batman. Um, like all of his figures end up skyrocketing. You're talking about just Batman in general. Um, Batman specifically uh, Affleck Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think they're really well done figures, but honestly it would be fucking sweet if they would finish the line. Um, again, it's, it's not up to hot toys, I guess it'd be up to the actor. And I, I doubt he'll change his mind, but maybe, um, just maybe with the love that the, the sequel gets, he'll change his mind. Like, Hey, you know what? The fans really loved it. They want a figure of me. Yeah. You know, who knows? Um, I don't know, man, there's, there's the cynic in me that is like, I just really hope that they preserve that value because, you know, hot toys does brand themselves as a collectibles company. Yeah. And so, I mean, we've had this talk before, but, you know, I feel like in order for collectibles to be collectible, they have to be, they have to retain some value, right? you know, as as new iterations of the character or as new, uh, in this case, films or or miniseries come out. Uh, You mentioned there's all three versions of the Batman and Justice League. There's the tech suit and then there's this uh, armored suit. Do what's the third version? The Nightmare Batman. He's in the Justice League. Yeah, he's in the trailer. Oh man, I totally missed that. Uh, Toy Mafia says I just want a black suit Superman. So yeah, I think that that yeah, one sure gonna come out. Yeah, for sure. And then not only that, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that are are getting back on the make cyborg train. So you know, worst case they don't. Our boy Iron Geek Thirty Seven has one available. Uh, best case they do, and uh, you know, other people are able to get it from Hot Toys. So. Uh, I, I think that these are definitely going to be, and you're right, the, the regular Affleck figures as well. So, um, I mean, honestly, I think all of these, but maybe Wonder Woman get a reissue. 
I'm uh-huh. really happy. There's enough Wonder Woman out there. I've she's just not hard to come by. She's also getting another movie with yeah. actually the same suit. I think the colors are different. And that's uh-huh. like sculpted hair. Yeah. Um, Kev says uh, Kev says don't sell my doubles of 89 and returns. I feel like selling before reissues are 2.0s. I mean, I guess it really depends. Like the any release of a Keaton Batman is never going to have as much shit as a DX. I mean, hopefully they don't just straight up release a DX, right? Um, the uh, the because the the ninety two Batman that's not a DX, right? That's just a regular release. Yeah, only the eighty nine was a DX, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Mario says with the collectible logic, then Hot Toys shouldn't reissue Mark Five or Mark Forty Six. I've always said that Hot Toys, if they do release a figure. There should always be some value that's retained. So the Mark Forty Seven is a really bad example of a re-release because it's just a straight up like re-release. I think that if they did the uh, Mark Forty Seven, the way I would have preferred them to do it is no head sculpt, no swap out armor bits, just the bare figure with the stand. You know, don't don't basically just improve upon that last figure. I think it's at the bad price. Loki for uh, Endgame. It's the Avengers One Loki, but it doesn't come with all the shit. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, if you have the original Loki, you still have a lot of stuff that keeps the value of that figure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like Zach said, like a, a, a slim down version of. Talking to your mic. The, oh, sorry. The slim down version of the original figure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean. I don't see them doing that for an entire line of figures. I think at that point it'd be cheaper and easier for them to just re-release them all. Yeah. But Mario's 100% right. Or who said that? Mario. Mario. Yeah, Mario's 100% right. Like, if I bought this figure because you told me it was collect- collectible, yeah, and like, let's just say one of a thousand, and I bought it, and then three years later you're like, oh, you know what? Uh, it's like, we're, actually, we're gonna make another thousand of them. It's like, oh, okay, I mean... That's not why I bought into this, but I guess. And then another three years later, like, oh, you know what? Here's another thousand. It's like, well, then what the fuck did I like? Why did I invest into these? Not that yeah. toys should be an investment, but yeah. it can be. And if, if you enter into an agreement with that understanding and then you get shit on, I think that's kind of lame. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Hot Toys, there's been that argument that they can skate by because their pieces aren't numbered. So for example, the Miles Morales statue that I bought, it's out of 1000 pieces. So in theory, hopefully Sideshow never makes like another run of a thousand, right? Um, the, these justice league figures, they're just sold. Like, you know, there could be 10,000, there could be 5,000, there could be a hundred. Like, I mean, you really don't know. Right. Um, and I think that's some people that are in favor of that re-release argument. It's like, hey, well, they're not they're not limited, they're not a numbered collectible, so there there's no end to the run. Uh, Kev says the '92 Bats gauntlets are super fragile. Glad I bought extra '89 gauntlets for my returns. Fernando says 2021 will be a good year uh, for Batman stuff. Dean, it's that time of the show. Oh, what the scrapyard, honey? <laughs> 
I was like, what part of the show are you talking about? Uh, we want to thank our friends over at Water Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode. You can find them on Instagram at Water Scrapyard or on their Facebook and their eBay. They make 3D printed parts for hard-to-come-by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as resin-printed head sculpts of dozens of different characters in the Star Wars universe and other universes. If you don't see a character you like on their Instagram, send them a message and they could get one designed and printed for you for a pretty reasonable price. Um, I just got done doing one with Watto like a few days ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, do you know when that's shipping? Because we got to get that package to Ian over in the uh, Kingdom. You know I'm going to message him after the show and see what noise. If you're watching the show and you like what you see, hit that like button and also give us a subscription. Helps us keep the lights on and uh, it's always good for us to see a bunch of likes on the video. Uh, Kev says, may I ask what state you both are in Zach and Dino state in the union, Texas, Texas, Dean DC fandom uh, was fucking bananas. Dude. Holy shit. Uh, it started out on the 20th with Ben Affleck uh, being announced to return as Batman in the flash sets up the whole uh, multiverse uh thing which is i mean i just think it's fantastic because keaton affleck in my opinion two of the best batmans ever affleck is my favorite batman ever yeah sean says it's printed up uh yeah two of the the greatest batmans ever coming back to the big screen and we kicked it off uh i don't know if we're gonna go in order of release trailers we'll just go in this order here the trailer for the batman uh what did you think about it dean (laughs) it's a pretty solid trailer um it doesn't give you a lot to go on which is fine i thought it gave a lot to go on especially this early uh maybe i'll have to watch it again yeah Uh, i mean i i personally felt like there was a good chunk of i watched it in a rush i thought it was gonna get taken down like literally at any second and it did in fact they had to put it up a few hours later um but uh yeah i don't think there's any doubt in my mind that pattinson's gonna kick some ass dude our pat we'll have to reserve my judgment you know i don't want to get too excited yeah but uh yeah i think it's gonna be sweet i will say this i mean i think the people that um make trailers are are fucking really good like you could take like the worst movie and make a fucking banger trailer and, and we've seen uh, case after case of this, right? Uh, so having a good trailer, of course, does not always uh, mean that you're going to have a great film. Uh, right. I think a lot of people's reservations is whether uh, our Pats could uh, be that be that role, you know, could could be vicious and, and menacing in the cowl. And uh, I mean, I really from this trailer, I, I got some good fucking vibes. I was probably leaning towards the let's shit on our Pat's train. And, uh, Dean, I hopped off as soon as I saw this trailer, my man, I think he's going to nail it. I think it's going to be a great, uh, telling of the Batman story. I think, um, you know, getting the Riddler and the penguin involved in a, in a modern era, uh, Batman film, I think is really cool. I don't know. He's a young Batman. Yeah, year two Batman. Yeah, he's um, doing it. Like, or you know, Scott started doing it. Yeah, Robert Pattinson is is young enough that he could he could wear the cow for a while. You know, I mean, he's that age where it could be a, a long term thing if he does well. Uh, I'm super excited. I know that. I mean, not that we know that, but I would assume Hot Toys would make 
a figure from this film like they've done for you know every film since um i'm pretty fucking excited i'll be honest this this really got me excited now there was a fan theory and i usually don't lead into fan theories but i thought it was a pretty good one to get some traction on some of the groups Uh, i will read it for you dean and uh you know we'll just move on afterwards so uh this guy says he watched the batman trailer a few times and the more I do. The more it seems Pattinson isn't Bruce Wayne. He's Tim Drake or Dick Grayson. His haircut and body type match those characters. His look doesn't look like Bruce at all. His fighting style is more in line with Tim and Dick. His tech and Batmobile is someone without a lot of funding. Even in Batman's rookie years, it's someone doing their best with small funding. Wayne Manor or anything related to Wayne Enterprises isn't in the trailer. Throughout the trailer, the theme is lying, stop lying, enough with the lies, etc. Meaning the Riddler knows he's not the original Batman. The Riddler knows it's a pretender. The title is The Batman, not Batman or Dark Knight, followed by whatever. In the comic, when Bruce Wayne dies, Dick takes over the the mantle and pretends to be Batman in battle for the cow. It makes sense to tell a very new and different Batman story. We've had 20 years of Bruce Wayne's Batman movies. He finds Catwoman in an abandoned mansion at the end with Pattinson standing in the Batcave. He's listening to a recording of an older voice, not Riddler's, telling someone else they're a part of this now. What others have noticed, as well as the choice for Nirvana's song, there's something in the way, as if something that the protagonist and the audience are both going to have to confront before we can move forward. Manny says it's the dumbest thing he's ever read. I thought it was a cool fan theory. Fern says he doesn't agree. Uh, But uh, it seemed Um, to get some traction on Facebook, so I thought it'd be something cool to mention because we're a little short on content today. What do you think about it? I think that would be... Twisty. Twisty, I think it honestly, I think it'd be pretty sweet. Only because I'm not, especially now, I'm definitely not ready to say hello to a new Batman. Does that make sense? Or goodbye to like Affleck? Yeah, it's this movie is coming out in a weird time because you know initially Affleck and and the DCEU they were they were separated, right? Right. Uh, but now with this film on the horizon and then you have Justice League uh, being released next year and then also the the Batman movie. Um, Not only Justice League, but The Flash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Flash. Internet. Yeah. And then and then the Batman movie. Sorry. I lost my train of thought there for a second from the That's, comments. Um, there's a lot of three films shit going Batman. on. Yeah. Well, there's three Batman because you have Affleck, Keaton and oh, yeah. our Pats. So like honestly, it'd be it'd be sweet if Affleck was still Bruce, uh-huh. and this was like you said, like a a younger Dick Grayson or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um. I'm again. I've said this a thousand times. Uh-huh. I'm not the biggest DC fan, and I really don't like Batman that much. Yeah. Uh, Affleck made me like Batman, and even then, like I don't buy. I have like the armored Batman in my collection. That's it. Dude, I, don't, I don't want that Max so bad. I don't buy a lot of Batman stuff. Um, uh-huh. I think it'd be great if it was not Bruce Wayne. Uh, I'll have to watch the trailer again and really pay attention to all this stuff. I'm there's there's some good stuff in that trailer that you can notice. The one thing I will say, saying that the haircut and the body type don't match isn't That's really weird. That's it's a weird, weird thing because I mean, if you look at the look of of uh, Batman that we see in this film, Bruce Wayne quote-unquote um i mean christian bale had bangs for the first movie well, like his hair was like look at the the body difference between christian bale and ben affleck that's true one's like a lightweight boxer the other one's a heavyweight like yeah i mean, I mean dude was fucking yoked yeah 
Uh, I mean, the suit gives a lot, but even when he takes off his suit, Affleck, I mean, he's fucking bulky, dude. He gained like 50 pounds of muscle for the role. Um, so yeah, that's weird. It's like, but I mean, anybody could look like anything. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting theory. I've, it's not the worst theory I've ever heard. Not the greatest I've ever. Heard. It was, it was enough that I was like, Hey, let's, let's talk about it for three minutes on the show because we have fucking nine things on the show sheet. Yeah, you know I'm saying I don't want to have to watch fucking Bruce Wayne's parents die again. Oh my goodness. Like, I'm so glad uh, that, um, the Tom Holland iteration didn't gloss over that fact, but didn't like, I don't need to see, uh, uncle Ben being shot another time. Right. You know? Yeah, I was like, no, okay, I get it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if it was not Bruce Wayne, I it wouldn't be the end of the world for me, honestly. Mario says, doesn't the thug asking who are you supposed to be kind of debunk this theory? You would think the thug would be like, oh, shit, it's Batman. But doesn't that kind of support the theory then? Vengeance. I don't know if that's a debunking, right? Yeah, and I've also, well, I don't know. Does debunking think does that mean what I think it means? Debunk- if anything, that would show that he might actually not be Batman, right? Right, Mario. That comment is very weird, my he's friend. Who it being Batman if it's year two Batman? Motherfucker's been doing it for a whole year. These, these guys should know who it was. The uh Snyder Cut trailer for Justice League. Here's some people don't know who we are. That's true. That's actually very true. We might be doing this for another two syndicated podcast, not yeah, just. But- one guy working downtown in Gotham. That's true. That's why I quit the show. Why are you quitting? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so what do you think about the Justice League trailer, man? Dude, okay. I mean, I mean we glossed over this the other day on After Dark, but I don't want to get too into it. Yeah. We this trailer, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Uh-huh. Because when I think of the Snyder cut, I think of the movie I've seen with like a maybe like another 35 40 minutes of extra content. Uh huh. Nothing in this trailer <laughs> is I mean, anything like anything we've got from this trailer is in the original Justice League movie. Yeah, not the same bad guy, at least he doesn't even look the same. I believe they redesigned the bad guy. I think it's a Steppenwolf is still in this film. Okay, he looks cooler. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Zach, what the fuck am I looking at? You're like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't. Yeah, re- I thought you were trolling. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, just sent you the link, man. It says it on the link. Yeah, and I was like, I don't recognize anything I'm looking at. I mean, almost every scene in that trailer, I was like, I want to see this. I want. Yeah this bam it looks so good i mean even the scenes with superman dude oh my god dude like, with hold- the black suit that, that dude looks dope dude and like uh i don't remember them doing this in the in the movie in the first justice league or the, the justice league. yeah but i remember um what's her name being in it the, the his love interests um amy adams yeah whatever her character name is lois lane lois lane i don't remember his mom in the movie i'm almost certain she was in justice league okay i I don't 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 quote me on that but i i vaguely remember her 
I remember him taking her to the farm, but I never, I don't remember. But I think the mom was playing like a back, like a super background role. Cause I remember the bank was going to foreclose on the property. It was like a weird, like subplot oh, that I didn't really get. Yeah. Cause but, then at the end, I think, I think Bruce Wayne buys the bank. Yeah. yeah you're right. Remember he's like, yeah, I just bought the bank. So, so, so real quick, Fernando says the original release only had 20 minutes of Snyder stuff. So it's literally a whole different movie. Yeah. Uh, Jason says, but they did it on purpose showing you what you have not seen. People would be pissed if a Snyder cut trailer would be shit. We saw in the original release. That, that is true. Scott says doomsday would be an amazing one, six scale figure. And he says that Lois is, or, uh, uh, Superman's mom is in the movie. Um, but dude, I, I, I don't think I've ever been this hyped to see a DC film ever. Dude, it looks dope. I know you were trashing on the song choice a bit, but dude, okay, that shit laughs. I love that song. It's, uh, Can you sing it for me? Uh, No. Why would I do that? Because you love it so much. So, I mean, I just thought you'd want to sing it for me. It's a pretty popular song. Uh, Manny says the first couple of seconds show Joker's card flying away. It's the one that's on Batman's rifle. Yeah, that's pretty dope, man. I, I, I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like uh, Ezra Miller's character. Uh, the flash. I think, I, I think it was my favorite part of the last movie. Yeah. So I hope he's as good in, in this cut of the film. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just really excited, man. Yeah. Like I'm not that invested in, in Choke DC or the justice league or, you know, Whedon or, or Snyder, but I will say this. I just like I, good movies, man. It, this is going to be a four hour mini series. That's going to release this one cut eventually. But I mean, the fact that we went like during our show's run, this movie came out and then it was dogged on. And then the fan campaign happened. And then this is like, I mean, it's remarkable, right? Yeah, no, let's not forget the mustache, the mustache gate. Which, oh my god, awful! God, they fixed that. Well, I, I imagine they would because it's my understanding they filmed uh, principal photography, and then the the scenes with the fake mustache or the CGI non mustache were were part of the reshoots. Oh, okay, well, I hope so because that literally takes you out of the scene. Every time it's not even like a little bit of like a oh that looks kind of weird. It's like, ugh, what the fuck did they do to my man's? That's supposed to be Superman. What do they do? Do you think I mean because this is rare, right? Like a a, a whole re ass redoing of a film, basically, like like adding spending millions of dollars to add effects to already filmed uh, principal photography uh scenes. Do you what think this will ever happen again, like to this level? Uh, I mean, it happened. Well, maybe not this level. I mean, like Blade Runner, the director's cut. That's which, what with the Sonic movie. Yeah, I can reanimate all that shit. But there's there's that sneaking theory that maybe it was already like it was a press thing. Do you subscribe to that at all? Uh, I follow a bunch of the animators on Twitter. Uh huh. They were all saying like that's. Believe us, they this was not fucking planned. They fucking worked us like fucking. But uh, didn't but didn't it yield like a really good product at the end? Oh, for sure. But they for had Sonic studio down. They what? They had to shut the studio down. Like the company's no longer in business. The the 
the studio that animated the Sonic movie is no longer business. Oh man, that sucks. It, like uh, so for Sonic 2, they're just fucked like uh well they already announced Sonic 2, so I don't know if they're gonna reopen the studio or what. Uh-huh. But, um they made enough money back, I guess, that they were like, fuck it, let's do it, let's do a sequel. Um Mario J- says, uh, I must be blind. I never noticed a stash CGI again after the opening scene. The Dude, opening scene is really bad. It's it's pretty bad throughout the rest of the movie. I will say the rest didn't seem as bad, but that one scene in particular, which is a really pointless scene, like it, it doesn't, at least for my opinion, doesn't really add anything to the film. Um, not a huge fan. Manny says there are deep fakes on YouTube that look a thousand, actually 10,000 times better. Yeah. Yeah, Manny is not wrong. Ow, Kevin, stop. Uh, Jason, I love the song, hated that version of it. Same. That, that was my, it's like, there's so many versions better than this. Why the fuck did you pick this one? Yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad, uh, I wouldn't really say as a teaser or a trailer, it was like some behind the scenes with like some edited stuff. Uh, they did show us that. Uh, I didn't realize John Cena was going to be in this movie, but I am hella down, dude. He made Bumblebee such a fun movie. Like, I, I am so excited to see him in this film. I love John Cena as an actor. Yeah. Because what other films has he been in? Um, okay, well, he's in Bumblebee. He was in Cockblockers. Uh, he was in my, one of my favorite shows, Psych. Um, he was in... Uh... He was in something else I saw recently, and I was like, oh, man, he was really good in that. Uh-huh. I have to go look on his IMDb, but he's in a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, if if I believe if his role in Bumblebee is any indication of his what he can add to a film. Yeah. And and I think from this B-roll, they said, like, his take on this character is just like an evil Captain America. Like, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Also in Parks and Rec. Wait, John Cena's in Parks and Rec? Yeah, he's in like the last episode of, or the second to the last episode of the last season. Oh, okay. I think he meant like a major character. I was like, oh, wow. He is John Cena in it. Uh, Danny Lee says he's in the new Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. Isn't he? What's his name's brother? <clears throat> Rock? Oh, wow. That's that's interesting. But uh, what did you think about the Suicide Squad, though, other than John Cena? Um, I. <sighs> Probably the exact same as the first Suicide Squad. I don't know these people, these characters. They're bad guys. I could hate it. I could really like it. I don't know. Um, I'm excited few, to see the shark. A few of the actors are shared or characters as the first one. But from mm-hmm. what I understand, this is a total, this is like a new thing. <laughs> Not a sequel. I cannot confirm or deny that. Um, is the Joker coming back? The uh, um, Jared Leto Joker? I didn't see. I don't recall seeing him in the trailer. Honestly, I have no idea. Because I know Harley Quinn, the <laughs> and I believe the Boomerang guy, are the only two that I recall being in the first one. And the uh, the military dude. Okay. And the uh, the guy. Uh, the, the guy, guy that was running the team. Yeah, he's also in this movie. I actually like that guy a lot at the end of the I movie. I love that actor. He's in the first season. Of, uh, uh, fuck, what's it called on Netflix with the sleeves? Where they like have their like identities in these discs in the back of your neck. Altered Carbon, have you seen it? No. Fucking incredible. Season one is like life-changingly good. It's so good. Uh-huh. Uh, he's also in the RoboCop remake. He's RoboCop. Uh, I really like that actor, but 
the DC, I don't know, dude. It's a fucking mess. Because you have Suicide Squad, then you have the Harley Quinn <laughs> Birds of Prey. Uh-huh. Which is a sequel to a Suicide Squad because she's like getting over the Joker in that movie. Uh-huh. But then you have this, which is a new movie. So Dude, DC is all over the place right now. <laughs> I'm just enjoying what we're getting, but yeah, DC is all over the place. Fernando says it's a reboot, though. Yeah, so it's like, okay, um, so is Birds of Prey not a sequel anymore? Because I guess you never see the Joker in that movie? Or I don't know. I, do you? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, King Shark looks pretty cool. He's a Flash villain, though, isn't he? I believe so. He's... I, I do believe so. Fucking... The could... Wonder Woman 84 trailer also uh, was shown. I thought it looked fantastic. Uh, I think that uh, the wings are going to be something that she's going to have for like a minute in the film and then she rips them off. Yeah. I wouldn't invest too much in that Hot Toys. Uh, but we do oh. see also uh, her fighting Cheetah, which I'm not I don't really. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is. I don't really care for who it is. Uh, um, but I'm, I think this movie looks fucking good. I'm a little shocked at the uh, the choice of actress they picked. Uh huh. Because it's it's what's her face from SNL. Um, Look it up real quick. Uh, I just forgot it. Uh, and I love her. She's an amazing actress. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. I dude, I love her so much, but I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see if she's good as a villain because I just can't picture her a villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I almost half expected the end of the movie, she's gonna become a good guy or something, uh, and you're meant to feel sympathetic. Uh huh. Um, I can almost guarantee that's gonna happen. But uh, other than that, I thought the trailer was pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to see how she fits in with um, the uh, the guy who plays uh, the Mandalorian. What's his name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, because he's the bad guy in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's like, is it two different storylines. Is it one? Also, how the fuck did Chris Pine get back here? Uh, I think he stole the trailer, dude. Dude, Chris Pine is one of my favorite actors. Like oh, in this so underrated dude, super handsome, super great actor. I mean, I really hope there's not some shit like that they pull on us. Like, oh, it was just this or that. Like, I I really want his character to be back. I I just I really enjoy him as an actor. Yeah, I'm almost concerned. But you're right. He did steal the trailer at the <laughs> end, where he's like, "Is everyone parachuting now?" And everyone parachuting now. Like, <laughs> you in concern and like confused. <laughs> I was like, dude, best part of the trailer easily was Chris Pine. Yeah. I mean, uh, best part of life is Chris Pine. I feel like the whole movie is going to be like that. Uh-huh. He is from the, the 40s. Yeah. So this is all new to him. Yeah. By almost, you know. Uh, almost half a century. Decades. Yeah. So he re- he's going to be comp- a fish out of water. Almost like um at the beginning. Of, Captain America. Exactly. The Winter Soldier. And he has yeah. like that do list. It's gonna be it's gonna be funny. I'm really excited to see this movie. Definitely. Up next, uh, there was the uh, Ar- uh, Gotham Knights rather trailer. Dean, you said you were actually pretty excited about this one. Tell me about it. I 
I don't like those Gotham games. Uh, Arkham never, games? The Arkham games? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I just couldn't get into them. I didn't like them. I didn't like the play style. It felt really clunky. Um, again, not a Batman fan. So it was like, eh. This trailer and the gameplay trailer made me want to play the fuck out of this game. Yeah. It's cool as shit. Um, and it kind of goes back into that theory you were talking about earlier because Batman in this game is dead and he leaves a message for these guys, uh huh, like explaining, like, hey, like it's your turn now, like Damn. you're gonna have to, like, I'm passing the torch on to you and you're gonna have to take care of Gotham now, uh huh. And you were talking about that in that theory, like, damn, it sounds like this, the Gotham Knights because that's how it starts, yeah. Uh, it looks fucking good, dude. And for me to want to play this after it's pretty surprising how many of the, the Arkham games I've on to me is also very surprising. So the fact that I want to play this, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna get a day one. Going back to Wonder Woman, Cheat uh Fernando says Cheetah is Wonder Woman's main villain. Come on, guys. Never said I was the biggest Wonder Woman fan. I just like the movies. Uh he also says uh Chris Pine's characters from the 1910s, not the 1940s. And Scott Bradley says, I'm interested to know how Steve looks so young because he should be a lot older than he looks. That is very true. Um, up next, uh, I'm not really particularly excited for this game at all, but the uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game trailer gameplay dropped. Wonder Woman? What's that? Were they fighting Nazis in Wonder Woman or no? I uh, believe so. Danny says Cheetah looks like how Alex Ross drew her. Scott Bradley says I agree, Danny. The World War II was in the in the 40s, 39 to 45. Yeah, but for him to fight in World War II, he'd have to be 18, which puts him at being born in the 1910s. Okay, I'm just saying, like, but when he dies, it's the 40s. <laughs> so you're saying he died in the 40s? Yeah, he died in 45. Yeah, for, oh. that makes that makes perfect sense, actually. I don't know if he died at the end of World War II, but in the 40s, like that's when he died around there. He experienced the technology of the 40s. He would be surprised by the technology of the 80s. I think is what we're trying to say. Yeah, are you trying to say I'm from the 80s? I was born in 89, but I'm like living today. So Fern said it, it was World War One. Was it really? I thought they went to that palace with all the Nazis. Where she has the sword in her dress. Huh? I gotta look this up. Yeah, it's World War One. Fernando's right. Really? I'm gonna give Fernando one of these. I roasted him a little hard today in the group chat. I apologize. I'm gonna give him two of these. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh Fern. I, I, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was our movie review for this week, Dean. Uh, the second in the trilogy. Uh, yeah. Dawn of the Apes is set 10 years after the Battle of Rise of the Planet of the Apes and follows a group of people in San Francisco who struggled to stay alive in the aftermath of a plague that wiped out most of humanity. I think that's a story about Fern right now. Uh, just kidding. Uh, uh, while Caesar tries to maintain dominance over his community of intelligent apes, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds a 91% approval rating based on 307 reviews, um, with an average rating of 8 out of 10. The critical consensus reads, with intelligence and emotional resonance to match its stunning special effects, Dawn of Planet of the Apes, expands on its predecessor with an exciting and ambitious burst of sci-fi achievement. What do you think, Dean? Uh, of, of what you just said or the movie? 
Um, you just got real mechanically sounding about the film. Oh, okay. You sound fantastic again. It was amazing, dude. That, that movie fucking rocks. Uh, I I mean, honestly, it's hard to say which is better, this one or the third one. Uh, I like the third one better, personally. Because this is a great fucking movie. Uh, uh, real quick, Kev says, do you want to hear Wonder Woman spoilers? Yeah, let's keep spoilers out of the chat. Fern says, hats off. Uh, Eddie says, or Eric rather says, quality content. Uh, anyway, so what were we saying, Dean? Uh, yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, cause it, it has, cause typical storytelling is man versus man, man versus nature or man versus self. This has all of those. It has all of them. Exactly. Um, man in this movie being ape and nature uh man versus man so ape versus man ape versus ape nature and then caesar's kind of in inward battle with himself because he understands that humans can be compassionate and they're not terrible but uh uh, koba doesn't understand that or doesn't want to uh Uh and so this movie takes a real ugly turn and Caesar has to make a decision. Like, do I continue leading my people, my fellow apes the way I told them, or do I have to make an example of Koba because he has now turned his back on us? This is yeah. a beautiful story. It's uh, fantastic. I mean, the special effects in this film are incredible and you're right, you know, cause uh, Caesar has obviously the, the mindset of, of he is the leader of this, of this clan, you know, he has to put their needs and wants uh, before that of everything else. But he's also an ape that had grown up with the, with good humans. And there's some apes uh, in his clan that, that had never experienced uh, that a human could be good. And, um, the conflict between uh, that faction and Caesar's uh, comes to a boiling point in this film. And uh, it's pretty incredible. Gary Oldman's in this film. I think he's, uh, I, I often forget that he's in this film and I think he has a great uh, bit of acting in this film. Uh, Andy Serkis just kills it in every scene. Uh, the actor that plays Koba as well does fantastic. Kev says, all you guys ape talk made me watch the mighty Ivan. I know you mentioned that earlier in the show, so that's cool. Um, let's see. Danny Lee says, these are before the old ones, the origin story. Uh, yes. For instance, he needs to watch them. So yeah, definitely. They're good films. They are kind. You could They're fu- like loosely based. Yeah. You could futz them into the originals. Yeah. Uh, there are some toys from this film. So I did show you guys the Maurice on after dark last week. And then the Caesar, uh, this is what that Caesar does look like out of the box and then Koba. And there was also a second wave of figures. Uh, you have Luca Caesar and, uh, or yeah, Luca Caesar and Koba. Uh, and these are, uh, this look here is their, their looks from the beginning of the film. And this is from the, the end of the film or the middle. What's that? Let's shout out Luca. Dude, Luca's a goat. Uh, 
I I really enjoy this film. I, I've said it a lot, but you know, I, I feel like this trilogy doesn't get the love that it deserves. Uh, I there's certainly not a lot of collectibles out there. Hundred ten percent. No. Yeah. If you had asked me weeks ago if if this move if this trilogy uh was underrepresented under underappreciated underrepresented yes i would have said uh it could be even less underrepresented oh wow okay uh but now that i have opened my eyes and not been so stubborn you're a hundred percent right the the, this trilogy is so good um the fact that I, I remember, let me just share this story. So we've obviously seen Dean's seen the third film, so we'll talk about it one more week and then and then we'll take a break from Ape Talk. But there was a point where I was like, I, I really need you to watch these movies, and you, and you really didn't want to. You're like, no, I'm not watching them. I can't find mm-hmm. them anywhere. You're like, I'm not even going to spend the $2 to watch the first one. Yeah, I was like, and, if I can't own the movies, I'm not spending money on them. Yeah, and I, I told you, um, like, you know, here's my login. You can, you can watch... Uh, you can watch these on my account without having to spend any money. And I'm really glad I did because I, I really felt in my heart of hearts, it was a movie that, uh, that I thought you would enjoy. You know, it's a movie that is a trilogy that's been, uh, at the top of my list for, for some of the greatest films, um, you know, in the last decade. And, uh, I'm, I'm just super glad that, that you had a chance to watch it. And I'm super glad that, um, X plus is going to make the Caesar on the horse, yeah. you know, and then also from Don, the, the Caesar with the spear. Uh, I'm just super excited, man. It's like a great time to be a, a planet of the apes fan. Yeah. This, um, for all intents and purposes, these are just animals. Um, yeah. and other than Caesar, they don't really have a ton of personality, I guess. I would say that's pretty debatable. Uh, Maurice and, and um, winter and, and the different apes. I mean, they all have, you know, rocket and Ash and, uh, it doesn't really come out because they're just sign languaging. Um, there's not a, a tremendous amount of, range i guess not that they don't have their own unique personalities but it's not like yeah fucking nathan drake or someone who's like extremely outgoing and they're all kind of subdued in their own way but even still to be able to be able to identify who's who and because they're on screen they all look pretty similar yeah, I mean, there's some markings that identify. Right. Like, but for example, most, Rocket is balding. Like you yeah. can identify him from that. But for the most part, like on screen, I think there's just a bunch of animals. But yeah. you could tell, like, oh, there's there's Luca. Luca's so cool. And he is. Or, you know, I mean, Maurice is the only, only one really ever on screen that looks like that. Yeah. There's a few, but he's the only one that gets screen time. Yeah. Um. But it's just a testament to like the writing and the 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 storytelling. Like they're they're really. I mean, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but when 
a character dies, you feel it. You're like, fuck, like, God damn it. Not him. Yeah. So great. Or when, when one of them succeeds, you're like, yeah, like you feel for them. Like, yeah, they're they're such good movies. Yeah. I, 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 thank you for, even when you log in, I was like, Oh God, now I have to sit here and watch it. Like, I guess. And then before I knew it, I was just like in the mood. I was like, I couldn't look away. Dude, it's good shit. Uh, so on this week's Joy of Hobbing, nothing too crazy, but uh, I did take the uh, NECA Series 1 Caesar and repainted the war paint uh, just to be ape fur toned. Uh, now, the reason why I did this now, there is obviously the Caesar with the mouth open, but on the NECA. Uh, for that particular open mouth figure, they had to mold it in two parts. So a bottom jaw and a top jaw and the jaw doesn't articulate, but there's a nasty seam line running through the sides of the cheeks and also the mouth. It's awful. Um, Did they what? Why did they do that? Because the mouth is hollow. And when you mold something like with that space and detail on the inside, you have to mold it in two parts. That's why some hot toys figures have seam lines in the hair because they have to mold those as two separate parts. It's a part of the molding process. It's hard to because you have to have like the material flow into that space. It's just, it's not super easy. Look, man, I don't invent physics. Okay, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you they did it that way, and it's not aesthetically pleasing. I've seen Marvel Legends do it. Okay, well, I think Marvel probably has much higher production budget for their stuff than NECA. At any rate. I wanted to go with this one because I like the sculpt better. Repainted it. Look at that toy mafia is laughing at you, Dean, at us right now. Uh, but uh, I, I think it came out great. I mean, it's a very easy paint job. It's a, it's a, um, it's a thing that I've wanted to do for a while. Uh, Kev says, "How tall is the Caesar figure?" Uh, I would say he's maybe six, seven inches tall. He's not super tall. Uh, let me, let me take a gander. I would say probably a little bit under six inches. Um, definitely a cool figure though. Uh, and it was a very easy paint job, just brown paint and, uh, just a little bit of a uh, flesh tone, ape flesh tone rather. Uh, Dan Lee says he's got a big head. He's got a big head cause he's got a big brain. My friend, he's got a big brain. Uh, let's get into grinds. My gears, Dean, we have two this week. Okay. There's two things that I saw that really grinded my gears. Your ass. What's that? Really chapped your ass. It really did. Kev says looks good, Zach. Thank you, Kev. Now, the first thing, and I usually censor people's names out, but fuck this guy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 95% sure that this may be a trolling post, but this guy posted this in a real group and tried to sell this. So uh, Adnan Abbas said, uh, when I received my cable, I thought it had a hairline crack on the upper back portion. Turns out it was just some hair. Cut a long story short. I didn't sell. Sh- I didn't tell Sideshow, but went ahead and asked for a replacement. They asked me to break the the statue and send them photos. So I photoshopped the shit out of a broken statue and they accepted it and sent me a replacement. Now I have two cables and would like to offer it to someone here for $100 less than retail. It's only morally and ethically right to offer it up to someone here first before I put it on BST. PM me if you're interested. What? Again, I'm like maybe like 70% sure that's a bait post, but I'll take the bait because this is not a unique example of people who... Uh, take advantage of Sideshow's um, return policy where they can send out new parts. I know many people that that will get a statue 
or a figure. Uh, even recently, there was someone that was caught trying to rip off Sideshow, and they said, oh, my uh, statue didn't come with the exclusive piece, and then they were caught trying to sell a spare part uh, on another group, or uh, people will come with a figure with a broken body, and, and clearly Sideshow will instruct them to destroy the original, and they'll keep the second one and sell it off. There's a guy on on a few groups that does that. He'll sell uh, pieces that were replaced with a minor scuff here or a small imperfection there. And I mean, I just, in this case, particularly if it's a real case, I mean, it's pretty egregious. Like there's one level of being a douche of, uh, you know, keeping a part and not breaking it, but to take that extra step to Photoshop it. And this is not the first time I've heard of this happening. Um, hmm. I'm not a fan, man. What do you think about it? Yeah, this guy's a cuck. A beta soy boy cuck fuck face. Um, there are people who, and uh, but here's I, the thing: there's going to be a point where someone that has a genuine issue is not able to get a replacement because of people that have done this. Because I've seen people on eBay on the other extreme where they do destroy their statue, and, um, and then they sell the pieces. To you, you've mentioned that with uh, Prime One, I believe. Yeah, uh, there's a whole market just for that. Yeah, where it's like I'll sell you my broken statue. That way, you can claim that your statue was defective. Show them the broken pieces, and then you get a second statue. Like wild. Yeah, it's it's like, I mean, where does it stop? Like I I can't even. I. Like I don't know, I don't know what, like how you, you would even deter someone from doing that. I mean, I guess if you get caught, be put on some fucking blacklist. I guess. Yeah. Like, don't answer this guy's emails. Don't sell him anything. But he's just gonna rip someone else off. Yeah, I agree. It's up to people like you and me and the people in the chat that when they see posts like this, don't buy it. Yeah, for you sure. Of a hundred bucks, but for what? That's I mean, very true. Who's, to say, who's to say that it isn't a hairline crack? You give him a hundred bucks less than retail, you get it. It's fucking cracked. You're not going to get a replacement. You didn't yeah, buy man, this. Isn't the guy that's going to be like hooking you up with a refund? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like he's he's obviously cool with ripping people off. He's not going to think twice about fucking taking you for every, everything you got. You know, not that a yeah. hundred bucks is everything you got, but. Shit, that's much I got right now. Um, the next one, Dean. So the way that Bandai did their event exclusives uh, initially was kind of fucked, right? Right. But what they did was they opened it up in two different waves for pre-order. And those ended uh, about a week and a half ago. And people are starting to get their figures, right? Now, there's been a ton of people on the groups. And then the pre-order window was like like one month. Two, like, I mean, it was pretty pretty generous, right? No. Uh, and the prices were, you know, they're exclusive. So they're like a little bit like 50, 60 bucks, a tiny bit more than a regular figure arts. Uh, and payment is doing to place the order. I've seen so many posts today, Dean, of people asking for event exclusive figures at non ripoff prices. Everyone had the opportunity to order them. There was not any case outside of that first night, first week where, um, where people had trouble ordering it. It's like same with the NECA figures where they put that pre-order window up for like a full week or two. And then people are still complaining about scalping. If it's a figure like that, like do not complain that someone took it upon themselves to 
go out there and purchase an extra figure for themselves to sell. Yeah. There's um, zero excuse to complain about it. It's fair, but it's also hilarious to, I mean, you mentioned you were on Mercari earlier. Did you, have you ever just typed in figure arts for the hell of it? Oh, they're expensive on, on uh, oh, at 130 bucks. It's like, no one's buying them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you bought, you bought one to rip someone off, but everyone got them. So you're trying to rip off people who already got them. Yeah. Jason Nelson says, how long was the window open? It was open at least, at least a month. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it at least from the first time we talked about it. It was that first week was fucked, but three weeks, like, come on. I don't think they're, they're, they're not like $400 figures. They're $50. Yeah. Like hustle just a little bit. You know what I mean? There's things that I want that I can't afford that are sold out, but I'm not going to give someone shit about it because I didn't, you know, get my shit together and just do a little bit of extra stuff to get it. You know what I mean? For a $50 figure. I just think it's really funny that that window is also biting scalpers in the ass. Cause well, yeah, well, I think, I think there's scalpers that scalp during the window, but my favorite is the scalpers that scalped initially that bought them before the second window opened up that were like, yo, we're going to cash in. And now they're stuck on, you know, people that were able to order them for a month. Yeah. And not only that, but the groups, the groups are really good. The figure arts groups, they, they put up the links, they put up the dates, they put up the end dates. And I think they even extended the end dates a little bit. Uh, I mean, they were really, the groups uh, for figure arts were really on top of making sure people knew when, you know, when these things were going, you know, all you would need to do is just sell one of your current figure arts to pick up this new release. Cause you're right. Figure arts, when they sell out, Dean, they're pretty expensive on the secondary market. Yeah. You know, I mean, it sucks for sure. Like being between paydays, that, that sucks. But I mean, you can't bitch at people because you didn't order something within that month. Uh, Kev says Sideshow's customer service is above and beyond, along with Time Walker Toys. Amazing customer service. Scott says people like that ruin it for other people that really need something replaced. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Dean, let's thank our Patreonies for, uh, for keeping the doors open. <laughs> keeping the doors open yes all right <laughs> i mean literally we don't go through any doors to do the show anymore but uh yeah. they help uh, us pay to keep the show going as you'd say yeah uh shout out to ben porter griffin campbell sean fear ian cv renee mendez eric mariscal quinn aguirre danny lee sweet sweet danny lee Danny martin stephen crutt jason nelson big old fern king zach Caesar Mariquin, Eric Ruiz, Mario Cortez, Stephen Percha, Sean Yancey, Scott Bradley, Jesse Contreras, and the Stanleys. Shout out my mom and Steve. They're listening. Right now. What a what a lovely bunch of folks there. Going yeah. back to the band, I think they opened up pre-orders the last week of July. So you had about a month and a week. One month and one week to order. Uh, really great people, Dean. And I want to talk to you about something. I don't know. We haven't talked about this at all, right? Um, but what, how would you feel? And maybe the people in the chat can let us know as well. Uh, you're typing something and you're smiling. I don't know what you're typing or smiling about you're private. Oh, okay. What do you think about this Dean? If we were to eventually one day get like, uh, an address where people could send fan mail to, Oh, what are your like thoughts? Uh, yeah. Like a, like a 
not like our own addresses because I really don't feel like getting swatted, but um, you know, <laughs> like like a, a a third party address that we could be sent mail to. What are your thoughts on that? We'd have to get a PO box. I don't. Yes, I've priced it already. Oh, but what do you think about that? That being a possibility. Yeah, that's great. Because I I looked into into it today, and like I said, there's a three month option, or it's three months or one year, and the three months is not not unreasonable. I think I want us to uh, to talk about it and look into it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we could go over prices off air. Um, yeah, yeah. We don't really like to talk about. We find it a little gauche. It's five thousand dollars, friends and family, and I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that much at all. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to 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 chat about it with you on air. Uh, Kev says PO box. Sean says it'll all be dick pics. So as long as it's yours, then I'm fine with it. Uh, we have two stickers coming out this week. Actually, we have three stickers coming out this week, Dean. Uh, the first is the only fools in collecting classic logo sticker. Uh, those look fantastic. And the second one, uh, Damien really put the uh, creative gears to work here. It's a small talk. Jump the shark sticker for Shark Week. I gotta I give him a round of applause. For a half second, I was for- like. Oh no! I was like, "Why is his brain showing?" <laughs> oh wow! I was like, "Is he got scalps?" I was like, "I don't understand what's happening." No, he's got the cool hair going on. I forgot about the hair. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Are you okay there, my guy? Brain showing. <laughs> Love the thumbnail, Jason. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so uh, the the next sticker, Dean. So those those stickers, everyone on the Patreoni list will get. Yeah, these stickers are for the top tier. The I quit the show sticker. The fans they asked for it, Dean, and and we gave them what they wanted. The yeah. I quit the show die cut sticker. Look at that. What do you? Th- that's a modern art right here, Dean. Yeah. Well, modern art. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Kev says just watched Jaws yesterday. So yeah, those are the stickers this week. Again, anyone in any in the $5 tier and the 15 gets both of these. Uh, the $15 tier gets both of those stickers and the I quit the show stickers. So uh, you guys asked for it and uh, we did it for you. $5 oh, yeah. a month gets you the sticker strength sent straight to your door and access to the uh, replay of Ox After Dark. Uh, the certified crispy tier, which is 15, you get a certificate, uh, the certified crispy certificate a free sculpt painted by Darkside Customs once per year, uh, and assistance with a figure fix by myself, and also all the benefits of the previous tier. And in this month, of course, you get the uh, the I Quit the Show sticker. We have our Facebook group, Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. It is a place where we laugh. It's a place where we joke. Um, Danny Lee says, I quit because you made it an iMac. I asked for feedback, Dean. You remember this. I asked for feedback for like two weeks in a row on after dark and no one ever complained. So superior computers that's on you guys. But uh, anyways, collecting weekly. So we have a, we have our new cover photo. We have uh, uh, lots of fun there. So if you want to join us collecting weekly auxiliary on Facebook, remember it's a fun little group, the only way to, to enter in auction, oxion, oxion of auxiliary oxion is September 19th. Saturday. It's gonna be a fun. A to this. It's a what? You should add a date at the bottom of Oxion. 
Uh, yeah, I could. I probably won't. Uh, but that is September 19th. Uh, we have our show Collecting With You, which is what you're listening to tonight. Collecting Rarities, that show should be uploading this week. Small Talk, uh, they recorded last week, and that'll be uploading this Thursday on the feed. Only Fools and Collecting records live Thursday at about 2.30 p.m. Creeps Are Us, uh, we have an episode recorded that we got to get out after dark. Dean, what day do you want to do after dark this week? Uh, whenever. I'm, I'm good whenever. All right, we'll do it whenever. And then collecting comics, I think they're uh, pushed back one week for the start of school, but um, we'll get that back on schedule very soon. It's a podcast whenever, so it's up to you. If you say Saturday, um, I'll be there. If you say tomorrow, I'll be there. Let's do, I'm thinking Thursday. Okay. Since uh, OFAC records, unless I'm wrong on small talk records, I'm pretty sure they recorded last week. So yeah, if you're listening now, we will do. What, oh yeah, we will do After Dark Thursday at about uh, 10.30 to 11. Anyways, I'm Zach. Mm-hmm. Catch you on the next episode. Bye.